Hey, ghoul friend. It's me, Aiden, or Adrian, either way. I am still what? Your host. And you are still listening to what? Susto. The what? Podcast of Oogie Spooky Scary Stories. Yes, you guessed it. You got it right. You're used to hearing this. That's called brand recognition. I'm working on it. Either way, thank you so much for being here. If you are returning, thanks for coming back. Really appreciate you. And if this is your first time, welcome. Glad to have you here. Go back and listen to the first few episodes before or after this one. Super excited to let you all know that I finished the summer semester and I only have a few days off before the fall semester starts, but that's okay because I feel like summer semesters are a little more difficult just because the whole class is crammed into like such a small amount of time, but I finished, I did well, I got an A in my class and I'm ready for the fall semester. I'm feeling recharged. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling spooky. So things are looking good, right? Anyway, I really don't have any updates for you on the show. I mean, as always, go ahead and follow the Instagram at Susto Podcast for any and all updates on the show. And if you have your own scary or spooky or otherworldly stories that you want me to share on the show, you can do so by, you already know, you already know. You can do that by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and in the review, leave your story. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts or you just want to send something else my way, like a picture or a video or what have you, you can do that by sending an email to sustopodcast at gmail.com. So I hope to hear from you all. So like I said, not much to update you on this week. Uh, We can go ahead and just get right into it, right? And again, as always, make sure that you do stay tuned after the story so that we can dive a little bit more into kind of like the origins or like the context of the story, okay? So this week, I am going to be telling the story of El Silvón. The legend of El Silvón, or the Whistler, tells the story of a spirit that is doomed to wander for eternity for having killed his parent. El Silvón was said to be a spoiled brat who did not respect anyone, and whose every wish was catered to by his parents. One afternoon, he demanded that his father hunt for his favorite meat, venison, or deer. But when the pampered boy's father is not able to find a deer and returns empty-handed, His son, in an act of irrational rage, kills him and cuts out his heart and liver. Then, in a sick and twisted move, El Silvón has his mother unknowingly cook his father's organs for dinner. His mother finds the meat to be tougher than deer and more difficult to cook. She starts to suspect something is amiss. Being familiar with her son's temper, she asks, Afraid to hear the truth, where her son found the meat, without a glimmer of remorse in his cold, dead eyes, he confesses. Filled with disdain, she fetches the boy's grandfather. Upon learning what his grandson had done, he ties him to a tree and proceeds to beat and whip him. His grandfather pours gin into his wounds so that he may feel the suffering he has caused. Eventually. His grandfather unties him and unleashes a vicious dog and orders it to go after his grandson. The dog pursues the son relentlessly. Distraught, his mother curses him to carry his father's bones forever. 
his mother's curse transforms him into a ghost. He is condemned to wander the plains carrying a sack of bones on his back. Some say these are the bones of his father. Others say they are the bones of his victims. His ghost is described as being disproportionately skinny and extremely tall. He towers over treetops with his bag of bones slung over his shoulder. The vicious dog still chases him, constantly nipping at his heels. He wears a tattered white suit and a wide-brimmed hat. It is said that the few people who have seen him have lived to tell about it. He is eager to punish drunkards, womanizers, or sometimes innocent victims, including children. His ghost is known as El Silvon, or the Whistler, because when he is near, he whistles these notes slowly and draws each one out. But be warned, his whistles are deceptive. It is said that when you hear his tune up close, you are actually safe, for this means he is far away. But if you hear him from a distance, you best beware, for he is actually close by. What is deadly is most people do not become concerned about his whistling when he seems far away, so you ignore it. But this is a mistake because when you finally notice, it is already too late. Another frightening element in this story is, El Silbon enters your home at night. He lays his sack of bones on the floor and starts counting them. If no one hears the clatter of the bones or notices his presence, this means one member of the household will soon die. Creepy. Yuck. I hated that one. <laughs> I've never heard this story before. This is the first time that I read about El Silvon or The Whistler. And it was really interesting to find a story from the Latinx culture that I hadn't heard before, because usually these are all like intertwined in some way, no matter like where you come from. And, you know, maybe it might be like in the Mexican-American culture, but I or in the Mexican culture, but I had never heard this story or a variation of it before. So I did, I tried doing a lot of digging for this one because I really wanted to know like what the origins were or if like this was, if this story was a variation of one that was like, you know, like we've had stories in the past that were, that that could be related to like Greek mythology or what have you, or like there's other cultures around the world that have their own versions of the story or of the cryptid or the, or the, the spirit or what have you. So I tried but it seems to me that El Silvon is a complete, like 100% creation and mystery of Colombia and Venezuela. So I'm going to read some websites that I found about this. Of course, as always, really quick, I want to cite the websites that I looked over to make the story. I pieced the story together based on a few different uh, descriptions of El Silvon. And so those websites were seekghosts.blogspot.com. Uh, another one was taringa.net. The last one was a short uh, excerpt from remescla.com. So shout out to those. And then these next websites that I'm going to be citing are cryptids with a z dot fandom dot com folklore dot usc dot edu and um, i'm probably gonna say this wrong guangju news gic dot com which is a korean website and you will find out why i used a korean website right now so really quick i'm gonna go through these first one so this one it's basically just like a what's it called 
that's a recap of what I just read. It, 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 the story is a little different, so I picked one version of it to tell because you can't, you know, I can't really tell two versions of the same story at once. So here it says that El Silbon, the whistler, is a legendary figure in Colombia and Venezuela, associated especially especially with Los Llanos, which is an area described as a lost soul. The legend arose sometime in the middle of the 19th century. According to the legend, the spirit is a youth who murdered and disemboweled his father for killing his wife, saying that she was a quote-unquote slut and that she was asking for it. Afterwards, his grandfather ordered the youth to be tied to a post in the middle of the countryside and lashed him until his back was destroyed. Uh, his wounds were then cleaned with alcohol and he was released with two rabid, starving dogs set upon him. Before releasing him, his grandfather condemned him to carry the bones of his father for all eternity. Okay, so this one is different, really different, because it's saying that the reason this all started is because El Silbon actually came upon his father abusing his wife. And so that was the cause for whatever like uh, argument or, or for that was the cause for him killing his father. And the story that I just told, which is a different version, like you heard, is the boy was just a spoiled brat. His dad did something he didn't like, so he killed him. This one also I mentioned in my story because I thought it might be a little important it like it would like tie it together and they mention it here that the wounds were cleaned with alcohol and they mentioned in my story that his wounds were drenched with gin because for some reason in a lot of the versions of these stories they say that he el silbon targets drunkards or i'm guessing what would, they would call alcoholics and i'm not sure what that is and i feel like that is a reoccurring theme that we see in a lot of these stories you know like with the lechusa that's one of them the, le- the lechusa goes after drunk people and we're seeing it again here with El Silvon. So I don't know. It just makes me think of this kind of larger idea that we do a really good job as a society of demonizing people that are suffering from substance abuse. And I we need to stop doing that. <laughs> um, it's I know it's really hard to deal with someone who is dealing with substance abuse issues but i don't think that making up stories and saying how like oh well they're being punished by spirits or whatever like i don't i just don't think that's helping i don't know where i'm going with that i just felt like it needed to be said anyway so again the story is pretty different from that and here it says that his grandfather is the one that cursed him again in one of the or in a few of the stories that i saw it was said that his mother was the one that cursed him so There you go. This goes on to say that it has a characteristic whistle that resembles the musical tones C, D, E, F, G, A, B in that order, which when I read it in the other one, I think was the Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Da, but it's only seven notes. And so it's said that when the whistling sounds close, like I said, there's no danger. But what the whistling is far, that means, or when it sounds distant, that means that he's actually nearby. And it's also said that hearing the whistling foretells your own death. Again, this reminds me of... The story of La Llorona. When you hear her, it's a, like it's a bad omen. It's a bad sign. It can signify death in the family or your own death. And it says that you can hear it anywhere at any time. So sorry, you're not safe in the daylight, in the middle of the day. You can hear El Silbon no matter what. It says in this situation, the only thing that can save you is the sound of a dog barking, which as I've mentioned before... I need to look into this more and do like, see if I can do a whole episode on this. But the dog's barking. What did I say before is that usually when you hear dogs barking, or I was told when I was younger that when you hear dogs barking in the distance, it means that death is passing by. So maybe El Silbon is like a version of death, you know, like bag of bones, 
I don't know. It could be that. But anyway, one of your only protections when you hear El Silvón is it was the sound of a dog barking. And it said that that's one of the only things that he's afraid of, along with a chili or a whip. The chili or like a hot pepper is, I think, because in other variations of the story, they say that his grandfather also rubbed chiles on his wound, on his wounds. So that could be that. It says here that the spirit tends to take revenge on womanizers, which I am all for. Go off, Silvón. Like, call these misogynists out the website here goes on to say under under the subtitle legend that many inhabitants many inhabitants of los llanos say that they have seen him primarily in the summer a time when the venezuelan savannah burns in the harsh drought the whistler sits in the trees and gathers dust in his hands but it is mainly on rainy or humid days that the spirit wanders hungry for death and eager to punish drunkards womanizers or sometimes innocent victims it is said that it sucks the alcohol this is weird i read this earlier and it freaked me out i don't know why more than anything but it says it is said that it sucks the alcohol out of drunkards through their navel when it finds them alone and that it tears womanizers to pieces removes their bones and puts them in the sack where it keeps the remains of his father so that thing about sucking the alcohol out of their belly buttons like when they're drunk i don't know maybe it, maybe it's like a warning against drinking but either way it still like villainizes alcoholics anyway so this goes on to say some versions say it appears as a giant of about six meters that moves around the treetops creaking and emitting its chilling whistle inside its old and tattered sack lie the bones of its father or according to some renditions its multiple victims other versions say that he appears as the tall shadow of a thin man with a hat and goes again it keeps mentioning drunk people what is with el silvan like this is not how we do it Silvan. this is not how we heal people anyway it says they say that the whistler can appear by a house on certain nights drop his sack on the ground and like i said count the bones and all that so the next website here this is, this is like a personal account from a person on i'm just reading the website off it says usc digital folklore archives this excerpt is called don't whistle at night and it says ever since i can remember my mom has been telling my entire family to never whistle at night she claims that whistling will call the ghosts forth whistling allows ghosts and bad spirits to follow the whistler anytime she hears someone whistling in the house she'll immediately urge the person to stop when i ask my mom where and when she learned the item she said that it's a chinese superstition that she learned from her parents when she was young she spent her childhood in kaohsiung taiwan as a child my mom read about many ghost stories and became very superstitious there are many ghost stories in taiwan with unexplained occurrences my mom has become a big believer in ghosts and think that ghosts do exist so the fact that whistling may bring forth ghosts worries her since she believes that ghosts do exist, whistling at night can definitely have an impact with calling ghosts. So again, this is sounding a little familiar, like the whistling with the lechuza. So maybe whistling, like the frequency of that opens up like a, a portal or it's just like it makes you like vibe on the same like wavelength with spirits or I don't know. I'm just completely speculating at this point, but I'm trying to make sense of what all this is. And so this ties into the last website that i found the guangzhou news it's an international magazine and this piece is called behind the myth exploring korean tradition it's a series of articles and they're talking about korean myths and folklore and stuff but because we were on because we're on the subject of whistling i think it's such a focal point of el silvon's story like he's he's called the whistler so of course the whistling is important and so this one it says whistling with consequences. There are a number of social faux pas that people avoid doing in public as not to bother those around them. 
For example, using offensive language, coughing or sneezing in someone's face, and speaking loudly on your mobile phone in the subway or on the bus. Among others, these are actions we refrain from around strangers, although they seem to occur more than often. Would you consider adding whistling to the list? The art of the whistle can evoke a few different reactions depending on where you are in the world. Most Western countries regard whistling in a positive light. An elderly man enjoying a walk while whistling his favorite tune on an ideal day might be a pleasant memory many of us have from our childhood days. Those who whistle as a habit tend to do so when they feel no stress. Let's not forget all the recorded music which contains whistling or the tunes handed down by generations of whistlers. The innocent, everything is alright with the world emotions induced from the sound of joyful whistling ends in Korea. It's met with a different reaction in this part of the world. Young people aside, many Koreans frown upon the act of public whistling. Those who are superstitious are especially likely to tell you to stop whistling if they hear it. What's the big deal? Why is such a lighthearted act met with such disdain? Whistling in public is very unusual for normally reserved Koreans. But it goes a bit beyond being shy. Just like many other Korean myths, the main culprit is superstition. It's said that whistling, especially at night, will attract snakes and or ghosts. Similar to the story of the Pied Piper who used his flute to round up all the rats in the city. The sound of your whistle in the cool night air will bring about evil spirits, hissing reptiles, and who knows whatever else. Do people actually believe this is true? Possibly not. But this is the reason why whistling is frowned upon by many. It might go back to the early days before Korea had widespread electricity. Candles and oil were at a premium. Families would go to sleep early in order to wake up at dawn and tend to their farm. Children often played woodwind instruments and parents needed a way to keep them quiet after the sun went down. This is the most likely reason why the myth came about in the first place. It has survived through the generations and today it still keeps whistlers at bay. Have you noticed any Koreans walking around whistling? Probably not. Learning how to whistle is not a part of the maturing process for young Koreans. What about foreigners? Should you continue to whistle while out and about? Unless you want to elicit the displeasure of a nearby ajuma, it's best to steer clear of your whistling ways. Again, that was from Gwangju News, an international magazine, and they were exploring Korean tradition and myths. So I thought that was really very interesting. Someone left a comment here. They said, whistling does attract ghosts. The surest way to repel them and keep them from coming back is to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. I'm not going to repeat this because I don't know what this is. <laughs> There's a little mantra there, but I don't know what it is. So I'm not going to say it because I don't want to accidentally summon a demon or something. But isn't that super interesting? Can you believe? Isn't that super cool? I thought I thought it was really cool. Just something as simple as whistling, you know, like I would have never thought of that. I mean, like, yes, I would think of it at night because I've heard the story of the Latrusa, but even like just like at any point during the day, like there is an entire culture that thinks that it's bad to do that because you're going to attract unwanted spirits or ghouls or even snakes, which also makes me think of like snake charmers and like playing the flute, which is like or playing whatever that instrument is. And it makes a whistling sound. I don't know. I'm just trying to connect all the dots here. I feel like, have y'all seen that meme of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's like connecting the dots? That's what I feel like right now. That's what I feel like when I do most of these episodes, <laughs> trying to piece all this information together. So... I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I really did. Like I said, this is the first episode that I've done that like I've kind of like gone into it blind. I was just 
Googling like random ghosts or cryptid stories from the Latinx culture. And I stumbled upon this one. And so I, yeah, like I said, I went into this completely blind and didn't know what the story was about had no ideas about its origins, didn't really have much information about the origins that I found online, but the things that I was able to tie it to, I think were pretty cool. So I hope that you think so too. As always, I will leave you with the same messages. If you like this podcast, please, 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 please make sure to subscribe wherever you are listening and share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your coworkers if you're on that level with them. And if you have your own ooky spooky scary story that you want me to share on the show, you can get that done. There is a way to do that. I said it in the beginning and I'll say it again. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave your story in that review. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can do the same thing by sending me an email to sustopodcast at gmail.com. And while you're there, make sure that you follow the Instagram for any and all updates on the show at Susto Podcast on Instagram. And share that with your friends too. Share that with everybody. Y'all, I really appreciate this. I'm having... So, so much fun doing this show. Again, thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you all next time. Keep your ears open. Bye.